Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, it's a question that's been uh, hanging around for quite some time. Should the Irish diaspora have some sort of say in our politics? And if the answer is yes, what form should that take? Ted Smith is a former Irish diplomat, uh, now based in New York, who co-authored a piece on this issue in yesterday's Irish Times. Ted, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Sean. How are you? Uh, I suppose the first question is why, Ted? For people who live here, who pay tax here, who remained here... Why should somebody outside the country get a say? Well, Ireland is lucky in that we have a unique diaspora around the world who really love Ireland. And it makes a difference in terms of culture, politics, tourism and trade. Uh, Obviously, I'm more closely associated with Irish Americans, uh, which have uh, come to this country because they have a a heritage and a a real support interest in it. The access we have in the White House, for example, every St. Patrick's Day is unparalleled. Nobody else has it. Belgians never get in there. Uh, so if we don't keep this uh, Irish diaspora alive and functioning and connected, um, we lose something very important nationally. Now, I accept the, the argument that you don't have people outside the state telling people inside the state how to run their affairs. Mm. And one of the, you know, if you have uh, representation without taxation, it's led to a few issues in the past. Yes. Uh, so this uh, idea is to take the French model where they well, elect, no, I can, this yeah. is back to the why. Yeah, are, right. are you suggesting that if we don't give Irish Americans or, or, or Irish diaspora some sort of say in the running of our state, that they lose interest? That's and given we, that they haven't <coughs> lost interest in the last few centuries, why would they lose interest now? Well, emigration from Ireland was very active mm. and that's dying out. People yeah. aren't emigrating and they were keep, they kept all these clubs and organizations alive. They're aging out now, Sean, yeah. uh, in Chicago and Boston and New York, a bit like the machinery you were talking about. So we need to, uh, you know, upgrade it and find new ways to engage it. And, um, this would be if, if, but if it's, if, if it's aging out, it's also more and more distant from the reality of modern Ireland. A lot of Irish America would be quite traditional, quite conservative. And we'll be horrified by the kind of state we have now. Well, we're talking about just Irish citizens, and those would be people first and second generation. Yeah. And they're very connected. We did a survey a few years ago which showed that uh, these Irish Americans uh, you know, link in with the Irish media every day. Uh, programs like yours, uh, the Irish Times, uh, RT, they, they, they're very much engaged. They know they're, um, As a proportion, Ted, could you put a figure on that? How many, uh, the, how many the, of them the, are doing Well, that? the number that we're looking at that's, you know, of um, voting age in, uh, in the Americas would be small. Relatively speaking, compared yeah. to the 35 million, we're talking about 200,000, 300,000 people. Yeah. Now, you may say, why go to the trouble for that? But they will engage other people in their community, and it'll feel like they're getting recognition. It's another way of giving recognition to something that's of great value. There are other things we do, for example, um, you know, the uh, Department of Foreign Affairs, Colin Brophy, we have an immigrant support program, which is, which is good. Uh, we have cultural connections. We have university exchanges which are strong. We, of course, have tourism. Mm. And if anybody from America visits Ireland, they're more engaged than if they hadn't. So yeah. getting but people then, over But why give these people a vote of any sort? <laughs> well, I think it's... Because uh, reckon- all that's going on already. It's it's not a vote in terms of Irish domestic politics. It's actually more symbolic in a way. What we're saying is, and, if, and this is key, we're not saying they get a vote in Irish issues. They get a vote on di- diaspora issues, okay. which is what the French do. Right. 
Give us an example of what is a diaspora issue. A diaspora issue would be, um, you know, how engaged is the Department of Foreign Affairs with diaspora? That would be a diaspora issue. Right. Uh, much, how much are we spending on promoting Irish culture abroad in the diaspora? Mm. Um, do we, you know, should um, Irish citizens abroad have some carry pension rights back here to Ireland? Uh, you know, if you've gained, if you're getting a, an American pension. Shouldn't it be transferable if you if you move over here? Mm. So again, those sort of basic things organised. Even um, just moving backwards and forwards, visas and so forth. Make the, you know it's hard to get a visa in the United States now. We could work on that to make it easier. Yeah, yeah. And, and so the, the the model you're looking at, as you said, there was was the French model yeah, or something French. like the French model. Tell us how that might work. Yeah, the French model, and it's an adaptation of it. Is they elect people directly from their overseas territories uh, to the assembly, and but they can only advocate and advise on issues affecting French nationals abroad, right. not okay. on our French nationals in France. And so that gets... That, that, in some sense, alleviates the concern that you'll have all these outsiders mucking around in Irish affairs. You won't. They'll just be talking about issues affecting the Irish abroad. And that's, that system has worked very well in France. They're our closest neighbour, and uh, I think it's time we looked at it. Now, all I'm yeah. saying is, let's look at it. Let's have a debate. Right. And, and uh, would this be kind of somebody who's elected to the Shannon, then? Is it, yes, is, this would be somebody a bit like the universities. Mm. Uh, where you have at the moment six peop- six senators elected by the NUI and by the Trinity constituency, wherever you live, mm. graduates overseas, I get to vote, I get a postal ballot in New York and I vote, etc., etc. Um, and there's, it's also connected to Shannon reform in general, which Tom Clonan and other people have talked about, and Morris Manning talked about in 2015. Maybe we should have more directly elected people to the Shannon. I'm sorry, I'm laughing. Do you have any idea how many reports have been done on uh, Shannon reform? Yeah, yeah. And do you have any clue, Ted, how much Shannon reform has taken place in that time? Zero. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, uh, no, but, but would these be... Would these be, like, if you like, the invention of a new panel, the immigrant panel, if yes, you like, for want would, of a better it term? Yes, would be a diaspora panel. And, they, you know, as I see it, you'd have about five uh, global regions. Now, you know, the, the complication is Northern Ireland. Yeah. Now, why not give Northern Ireland people at least a symbolic voice in the Shannon? They've had people, um, you know, Morris Hayes in the past and yeah. uh, Seamus Mallon. Um, but, you know, if we aspire to a shared island, why not, um, you know, make it work a little bit in practice? If you're in Northern Ireland, you get to vote in, in British politics. So I'm just saying, why not at least a voice uh, yeah. of some sort affecting Northern Ireland? So you could have a Northern Ireland constituency with two representatives, a British one with one, America's with one, Europe with one, and the rest of the world with one. That would be six. Right, OK. And so then you'll have uh, you'd have a member of, of Shannon Aaron who, say, represents the, 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 the Irish in Britain, right. but they can only talk about stuff to do with the Irish in Britain, or can they talk about the diaspora generally? The diaspora general, because some of the issues would be across the whole group. Right, yeah. okay. But then, but they'd be kind of disbarred from, from speaking about on, uh, from voting or speaking about well, any other issue. No, you can't stop people from speaking, yeah. but from voting, yeah. they'd be disbarred from that. Uh, and would you foresee this as being, a, uh, we'd have more members of the Shannon? I think you'd have to, and that's part of the reform that's been talked about, because it would might disproportionately affect it. And so, uh, you know, if, if any of these reforms go through, you're laughing again, uh, you'd have a few more members. But, you know, the people were asked, Irish people were asked, did they want to disband the Shannon? And they said, no, it's a useful voice. Mm. And maybe the disabled and others should have a voice as well. And that's been talked about. Yeah. So, uh, you know, this is just another way of... Um, 
of, of strengthening our links with the diaspora, a very important group for Ireland. Yeah. and th- Now, I suppose people would be worried that, you know, they're, 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 there's God knows how many people out there who, on the ancestry rule, could suddenly claim a, a passport in the morning. Uh, and you wouldn't know what way the voting would go. Well, the answer is they can't, um, because you have to have a grandfather born in Ireland. So yeah. it limits it. Uh, but to, do we know how, how many people even that is? Cause that's that, not. It's we estimate um, that in in America it would be about uh, you know two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand maybe. Um, and then you have to hefty you have to, get, you have to get a passport, this proof. Mm. Then you have to register with the consulate, you know, and then you have to vote. So, uh, and the interesting thing is people might have worried back in the 70s when there was a strong, you know, Republican group in Irish America. Now the, you know, there's, there's more or less alignment on where we all stand on, on the shared island. And yes, uh, yeah. so there's not an issue that way mm. in terms of fear of being swamped by some outside group or agitation and all the rest. Yeah, though they, they might represent views that wouldn't be standard to... Uh, contemporary Ireland well, in, in other more, areas. There might be more conservative. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's, that's, that's my point, I'm saying. Uh, Maria says, absolutely no way should people not living here be allowed to vote in our affairs, and certainly not second-generation Irish who think Sinn Féin are wonderful. <laughs> I'm incensed at even listening uh, to you talk about this. Uh, Anne says, Irish-Americans having a say in Irish politics, no, 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 they'd be better off getting involved in American politics. Irish living in the US have a dreadful, romantic and skewed vision of life in the old country. Country, uh, think the quiet man, uh, says Anne. Well, so uh, maybe, um, well, would you argue I, that perhaps I, some no, of us I, have I'd a skewed vision I, of I'd them? I agree with Maria that the Irish abroad shouldn't have a, a say in Irish domestic affairs. Yeah. This is what we're trying to say. And uh, they, you know, that, I think that, uh, that's a very valid point and, and so forth. Secondly, are we informed enough or are we ignorant about America? Is it all the quiet man? No, they, the internet has pro- linked people up in ways that were never possible before. Mm. So they're, they're really quite interested quite informed and let's encourage that interest and thirdly I'm on the uh, ad hoc committee to protect the Good Friday Agreement and it's a group of everybody else ancient orders Hibernians and so forth and we work very closely with Speaker Pelosi and with President Biden to make sure that there will be no more hard border in Ireland Mm. and that's everybody agrees on that so since Brexit, there's been a good deal of involvement. And for President Biden to come out and say, you know, there will be no free, free trade agreement between US and UK if you mess about, you know, with the Good Friday Agreement, that's powerful stuff. That wouldn't happen without Irish Americans caring and being involved yeah. in a very positive way. Uh, though, I suppose a change like this ultimately would come down to Irish citizens living here to, to vote on this. And and. They might say, "What's in it for us?" Yeah, well, and and it would be. It's hard to put a to make it a, a tangible uh, yeah. the value of well, this. Well, jobs, uh, two hundred, three hundred thousand jobs. Uh, the jobs wouldn't go away if we don't give votes <laughs> to people living in <laughs> Buffalo. <laughs> well, it does in the long run. If if this if this um, diaspora dies out, it is allowed to die out. It would be a disgrace because we can go to these people when the taxation is normalized across the OECD. We will need that sense of engagement. Mm. If, if it's an equal decision in a corporate boardroom as to whether to invest in Brussels or Ireland, the fellow will say Ireland. Yeah. You know, I, the, I like the Irish. They, they speak the same language. I have an affinity. That's powerful stuff. Yeah. It opens doors. Yeah. Let's not throw that away. Yeah, Let's but, keep that alive. But, but like 
corporations make these kind of investments in a very clear-eyed way. I don't think there's any, you know, head of corporate America uh, going, I don't care how many billions it costs, I'm going to go to America, to Ireland. You'd be amazed, Sean. I've seen all things being equal. You know, if they agree on all the financial issues and so forth, and many times they do, then it comes down to, is this a fit for us? Do we like these people? Are, you know, is it comfortable? Will our people like to live there who are managers and so forth? Those are key issues. Mm. Uh, someone says, I have a question for this man. I would be in favour of this if it made the possibility of being able to immigrate to the USA nowadays. I feel like that opportunity no longer exists. I agree with that. I think it would. We're just strengthening that voice. You know, as long as people like Nancy Pelosi and uh, Chuck Schumer and the president feel that the Irish vote counts, they will try and get visas for Irish people. Mm. And that's working hard. We're working hard on the E3 right now and other other visas, and we need to work harder. But yes, it's a disgrace what happened. But you know, you know what happened back in 1963? Kennedy came to the Irish government, Robert Kennedy was then Attorney General, and said, would you like exception for Ireland? And uh, Whitaker and Lamas turned them down and said, we don't want our good people leaving. Mm. We don't want an exception for Ireland. <laughs> yes, it's a kind of understanding. <laughs> but what you said about the, the Asper kind of dying out, or at least that link aging with the out. old aging we're, out, we're aging is that happening to, say, um, uh, Italian-Americans and, well, and, and other ethnic they're, groups? It's just Columbus Day. Um, you know, we'd end up like Cinco de Mayo or Columbus Day, um, you know, a symbolic once-a-year parade. Mm. That's no good. There's no, you'll never get into the White House based on that uh, on a regular basis every year, where all everybody turns up regardless of their nationality it you know being irish is powerful stuff ted thanks very much for coming uh, to talk to us today that was uh, ted smith there former irish diplomat living in new york and now president of the advisory board of glucksman ireland house at new york university you are listening to the moncrief show on news talk we're going to take a break after that could an ai become sentient Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.